What's up, everyone? I'm Amanda. And I'm Zach, and this is the A to Z Exchange. A weekly show, podcast, where we discuss creative and cultural topics. That's right, and this week, well, we don't have a guest on, but it's our first episode of 2019, 2019. which is kind of a big deal, I guess. Happy New Year <laughs> for ha- two weeks late. <laughs> yeah, it's like halfway through January. It was a big, it was a big break, but mm-hmm. we're back weekly, as always. And we're excited for the new year. Anyways, before okay, we get... I'm in, excited for the new she's year. She's excited for the new year. <laughs> but since Amanda's super excited for the new year, before we get started about that, we got to pay a tribute to our sponsor, Nosy College of Art. That's right. They're uh, a little film school and art school here in Madison, Tennessee, just north of Nashville. And, of course, we graduated from here, and now they uh, allow us to film the podcast here every week. So a huge shout-out to them. Yep. You can find all the information about them on their website at nosy.edu. So... That's All right. the programs, they have video, photography, graphic design, illustration, and a new master's program. So. Yep, so if you're interested in any of those, there'll be a link down in the description. Cool. Let's move on. Yeah. All right, so, so what's what's happened in like three weeks? Because we haven't been on this since like forever. I mean, Christmas and New Year and <laughs> yeah. the Golden Globes. Yeah. So What else happened? Um, the Titans didn't make it into the playoffs. Oh, were they expected to? Well, they had a big game against uh, the Colts in Nashville, and if they would have beat the Colts, they would have went to the playoffs. But they didn't. They lost. They got they got spanked. So well, at least they almost made it to the playoffs. That's better than. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like their third season in a row where they were nine and seven. But I think last year they did make it to the first round. I think they made it to the wild card. Oh, okay. So they did better. I don't know anything about football. Yeah. So. Well, they didn't make it, so that happened. I know zero about sports. I know what a touchdown is. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't score enough touchdowns, so they didn't make it to the playoffs. That's, I'll put it in those words. But um, I know... have literally been to one football game. Ever? Uh-huh. Have you only watched one football game, or does that include like what I've watched one you've... football game fully on TV, and one... I've been to one football game, and it was a preseason game, so it really doesn't count. <laughs> wow. And I've never been to a baseball game. See, that's crazy. I'm going to watch this weekend. I'll probably watch two to three. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see if it happens. But I don't know. Alabama lost too. That was a big one. Mm-hmm. I know everyone's confused because this is a creative podcast and we're talking about football, but Alabama lost the national championship. Oh, who'd they, win? Who'd they lose to? Clemson. So there's is a lot that of drama also there. In Alabama? Clemson? Where's Clemson? Clemson's in South Carolina. Oh, okay. But the kicker is the coach for Clemson, Dabo Sweeney. Do you know where he went to college? Alabama. Alabama. He was on the he was on the nineteen ninety two national championship team. So he won a championship playing for Alabama. Well it's kinda ironic. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then he's beat us he's won two national championships with Clemson as a coach and both times he's beaten Alabama. Oh, good for him. But we so this was the fourth year in a row we've played Clemson like in the championship or in the runner up to the championship. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this little weird rivalry. There's so many stories now. Anyways, what happened with the Golden Globes? Because I didn't watch them. <laughs> I didn't get to watch them either because they actually didn't get recorded, but I did look it up, and so... We're going to complain mean, about the winners. I'm not going to complain. I'm pretty okay with them. Um, some of them I haven't seen, but... Like, Christian Bale, definitely think that was accurate. I mean, he did a great job in that role, I think. So he won Best Performance by an Actor in a Musical or Comedy. Yeah, and it is fantastic. <laughs> See, I want to say it's okay, but I just, unfortunately, when I look at that category, Christian Bell for Vice, Lynn manuel Miranda for Mary Poppins Returns, which 
Uh, y'all know my opinions on Disney, so you, I definitely will not be watching that one. But then Vigo Mortensen for Green Book, which I still haven't seen. And then Robert Redford for Old Man and the Gun, still haven't seen. I haven't, I haven't really even heard of that. Yeah, and then John C. Riley for Stan and Ollie, which I, I remember seeing a trailer for. So, you know, that's five nominations for five films, and I haven't seen a single one of those films. Well, Vice, the parts of Green Book that I've, see, I've seen look really good, and Vice, I thought it was funny. Sorry if anybody wants to get offended by it, because you probably will get offended by it, but it's hilarious, I think. Well, it depends. I don't know. What the, what was the overall point of it? What was the message? I mean, I'm not really specifically... I, I don't know. I feel like the overall message maybe was just be, to be aware of politics more. Um, I mean, by the time you get to the end of it. It just It's interpretation of what happened during that time period. Or like an interpretation of Dick Cheney's life. So I don't know how... And they even state that at the beginning that it's basically an interpretation as close as they could get it to like being true um Hmm. but you know i don't know i thought it was funny and i thought that performers in it did a great job yeah i haven't seen it i don't know i could see christian bell in that that role more in the trailer than i have Mm -hmm. and the other roles where he's kind of been more of a chameleon and, and changed his body for the performance i could see him in that one easier i don't know why i think it was his teeth but he didn't he didn't hide in it as much as like he did say in the machinist or American Hustle or what's something else he, he would have done. Either way, I don't know. I still need to see it. The fighter. Yeah, or the fighter, like he was a totally different person than the fighter. So Rami it's it's pronounced Rami, right? Rami Malik, yeah. Rami Malik won for Bohemian I'm Rhapsody. Pretty, I'm very excited about that one. <laughs> Cause that guy was awesome as Freddie Mercury. That was perfect. I mean, it was. I love it. That he did very good in that role. Yeah, the but, movie itself was a little bit like I liked it. I mean, I've seen it twice, so obviously I like it. But um, it's just to me like a little bit. I think a little bit of the timeline may be wrong. I wasn't there, so I don't know. But yeah, I saw. Um, a they few. had the members of the band helping them out, so I'm pretty sure it's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> Well, if you did a lot of drugs back then, your memory may not be the best. I've seen a few, read a few articles I mean, now that say the timeline was pretty, pretty fedangled. Well, yeah, but it's also a movie. I mean, you have to do stuff for just story purposes mm-hmm. so, and time limitations. So. But if you do that and create a story out of where there was no story, mm-hmm. it's kind of masquerading. Anyways, but was he as entertaining as John David Washington was in Black Klansman? Yeah, I think so. What? There's no way you could be that entertaining. He was my favorite person to watch on screen all year. I don't know. I think... I mean, he was funny in that movie. I liked it, but Rami just transformed himself for Freddie. <laughs> well, John David Washington was exciting. Adam Driver was really funny in that movie, too. I liked it. And Black Klansman? Yeah. Yeah, didn't he get a nomination or something I think he weird? got a nomination. I don't think he won. No, I didn't think... I didn't think he deserved one. I didn't think he, like, took the show that much. He did get a nomination. He got a nomination for Best Supporting, su- right? Yeah, yeah, Best Supporting, which Mahershala Ali won for Green Book, which is always cool to see him get more recognition because mm-hmm. he's good. He's a good actor. And then Timothy Chalamet was nominated for Beautiful Boy. Also a great performance. He didn't win, though. Did he? Did he? No, no, he lost to Mahershala Ali. Yeah. 
But that was also a pretty good movie. I mean, the editing was kind of weird to me, but... I just didn't think it was much of a... I like how it was about the two, the, like, the father and the son relationship. And how, like, in the part where, um... Sorry if anybody hasn't seen it. Spoilers. That's the <laughs> word, Amanda. Spoiler alert. You, you don't just ramble uh, into it. There, like, where he finally has to just, you know, let him go. Um... Because you, you can't help people when they're in that far state of addiction. Like, it's very hard to be able to, like, help somebody that's that far gone down that road. That whole moment was so fast. Mm. That whole last ten minutes. So much... I don't know. Well, he does that in, like, the, the middle. Because he, like, breaks into the house. No. Huh? No. Well, that, was, that was in the last... I just watched it last week. That was the last... Or last night. That was the last 15 minutes when he let him go like that. Like, that was what's crazy was so much happened that he, like, spoilers, you know, he let him go, and he comes back, and we kind of got our book ending, happy ending, you know, when they hug. But, like, it was at the very end. Yeah. I don't know. I was kind of disappointed by it, and they, I felt like they were limited. I know it was based on a true story. I don't know how much of it is actually true. It's based on, so the dad wrote the book Beautiful Boy, and then yeah. the son's, the, his, he's written a couple books. Um, in his book, the one they use for the movie that's credited is Tweak. So yeah, is that a book or is that like a collection of his drawings? It's a book. Okay, it's I, like I wondered. About his addiction. Like he, when they flip through his collections of drawings, like in the film, where he was kind of spiraling out there for a minute, mm-hmm. like those were cool. Like I wanted to know if those were legitimate, you know, or recreations for the film, or or if they were just thrown in there as a narrative piece. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna have to read the book and. and sort of determine it because I'm interested to see what the dad's writing style you know in reality actually is like because of his performance in the film he's very like calm Mm -hmm. and collective and just kind of like I don't know he just had a hazy performance which is good it was interesting to see Steve Carell in that role but it wasn't I would like to see how he is as a writer yeah also because he must be good because let's be honest, that house they had in San Francisco in that film was a very expensive piece of property. Well, his wife's an artist too, so maybe she's, I don't know. Yeah, they have to be well off. I, the whole time, like, I couldn't I mean, even pay attention. he wrote for, like, New York Times and Rolling Stone, so obviously he's... <laughs> they're not, neither one of them are known for paying he, he writers does, the most. That, that's what I wonder. I looked up, he's like a freelance, he's done a lot of freelance writing before his yeah. novel. Well, that's the whole, that's why I wonder how much, I don't know. I wonder there, that was a nice house. It was a pretty good movie. It also could have just been for movie purposes. Their house, their actual house might not actually be like that. That's what I want to know. I just know like the whole time I was so distracted because I'm like, wow, is that mahogany? They got mahogany in their kitchen. Goodness. It was just, it was a gorgeous. The film cinematography was very, very well done too. Even though there wasn't a lot of camera movement or actual like confident camera direction Mm -hmm. by the director, a lot of it was just like, we're going to throw this on the tripod and we're going to let it roll. And that's going to be how it is. Yeah. Nothing else to it. I wish there would have been more in that department to kind of... Like motion-wise? Yeah, I like to see more motion and more more like stuff that's kind of technique-driven in a movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like if, if you're going to go bare bones and drop it down to just using sticks like that, like you got to have a next-level story. Personally, although I enjoyed the movie, I didn't think it was like a groundbreaking next-level story about a father and a son personally but there was also some stuff in the beginning there 
that kind of hit me pretty heavy that messed with me and like I never got to that same visceral emotion within the rest of the film too like it never did it justice and I'm trying to do it without say everything without spoilers but mm-hmm. I feel like the end of the third act sort of beginning-ish of the second act of that film was kind of like its peak for me and it didn't really grab me after that as much but it was good I yeah, thought it was really good I liked it I still haven't seen like Ben is back Ben is back is the other one that's out right now that kind of tells an addiction story um, hmm. which is Lucas um, Lucas Hedge Hedge and Julia Roberts yeah that's that's the mother-son one right yeah he got nominated didn't he I don't think so. I don't think it was for it was for um Boy Erased. Boy Erased, yeah. Okay, so Boy Erased is maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Boy Erased is Nicole Kidman and him and um Glad no, um Russell Crowe is his parents. And I that's no the one idea. where he's gay and they send him to the conversion therapy. I haven't seen that one yet either, oh. but that one definitely that one has some pretty close Nashville ties. Cause, really? Yeah. I mean, well, Nicole and them live here, but um, there's extras in that movie who are from Nashville. There's extras in the movie yeah. who are from... I mean, well, they have, like, lines and stuff. This one, one of them, David, I worked with him on a project. Hmm. Well, I'll need to, I need to see that. I liked, I liked what he did in the last few movies I've seen him in. Yeah. So, what else do we want to talk about? We got to talk about the ladies. Best performance by an actress in a supporting role, Regina King for If Bill Street Could Talk. I haven't seen that movie, but she's awesome. Regina King is awesome. And Barry Jenkins. Well, Barry Jenkins is probably one of my favorite filmmakers right now. He's good. Mm-hmm. Like, so I want to I want to see it so bad. I think it's on streaming now. It's still playing at the Hollywood 27. <laughs> for all you Nashville people. I'm just saying. If you come to Nashville, Hollywood 27, Regal Theater. <laughs> Claire Foy, did you know she was nominated for First Man? No, I didn't. She sure was. Did she win? No. No, no, no. It was Regina King won. Oh, okay. But Claire Foy was nominated. She did get in it, I thought. Hmm? She did get in that. I didn't really. Yeah. That's, she had to. She had to hold the emotional weight. It wasn't going to fall on anyone else. was definitely not my favorite Damien Chazelle film, but. Um, Regina King was the only one that had any. Anyways. Did you ever see The Favorite? Not yet, no. I don't know if I'm going to see it, because that director, I mean, you love him, but he just freaks me out. <laughs> I don't know. I you like know those him. feelings. He gives, he has, man. Like, The Lobster was cool. I'm okay with The Lobster. It was a little bit too dry for my taste, but... Um, you didn't see Dogtooth either, did you? No, Dog I didn't see Dogtooth even drier. Either, but Killing of a Sacred Deer really messed me up. Like, I just never want to see that again. You can't see that again. I never want to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. However, the guy, we're getting a little bit off the subject of Golden Globes here, but the guy that's in Killing of a Sacred Deer, I don't know his name. What's his name? The kid? The kid. Or Colin Farrell? No, the kid. I don't know. Let's call him the kid. Uh, he's in another movie called American Animals that came out last year, which is awesome. <laughs> okay. It's him and Evan Peters and Jared Abram- Abramson, who's a, he's like a newer actor from Canada. Um, and then... Uh, Blake Jenner, who's from, he's like a, he's been doing so. He was in Glee for like a season. Um, so I don't know what the ties are to like that movie and Ryan Murphy, but I feel like there's kind of some because Evan Peters and that guy both have worked with Ryan Murphy. But Evan Peters is a blonde guy, right? Yeah. With long hair. He's from American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah. He's good. I'd like to see him break out of his role uh, a little bit. But anyways, on the favorite. Olivia 
Rachel Wise and Emma Stone were both nominated for best performance by an actress in supporting. Both, like, I don't know who the leader in that was, but they got two. That movie got two nominees for supporting. Well, and Olivia, the one that played the queen, she won. Oh, she won a role? See, man, I want to see it so bad. She's for leading actress. So, best director. Did you see any of these films? Because I didn't. Who was that? was Roma, right? Alfonso Cuaron won for Roma, Mm -hmm. which I believe is on Netflix now, so I need to stream it. Peter Farley was nominated for Green Book. Spike Lee was nominated for Black Klansman. Which, saw that one. You know I how like, much I love that movie. I don't like the angles in it, but the angles, the Dutch angles, and like the part where he's walking through the field and it just keeps going. Yeah, there there like were a few the, that were weird. I don't like all the Dutch angles. I feel like that was not a useful angle for that film, but it had its moments. I, I don't know. I like the soundtrack. I like the editing. There were moments. For best director, we also had Adam McKay nominated for Vice and Bradley that Cooper awesome. nominated for Stars. Well, Bradley Cooper. I mean. Stars One was excellent. <laughs> it was excellent. Excellent. I cried. Excellent. I've se- I saw it twice and cried both times. Excellent. I lo- I liked it a lot. I liked it too. <laughs> I mean, Lady Gaga just killed that role. She was nominated. She was awesome. She was nominated. I, like, I like Lady Gaga just in general. I mean, she just seems like a super chill person. So. <laughs> well, she's going through some heat right now over the. R. Kelly situation. Oh. What happened? So, Lifetime... The Net- surviving R. Kelly thing. They released that last week, which was a big deal. I need to watch it, but the it's documentary Lifetime? series... Yeah, Lifetime, yeah. So, I guess it's on Hulu. would be the best way to watch it. Uh-huh, okay. But they released it, and they had interviews from hundreds of people, people that were close to him. I think his brother was on, or daughter, or something. Like, it got really close to his, his family. And... Lady Gaga worked with him on a track about eight or nine years ago now. And at the time, these allegations were out, and she defended him at the time. She sort of, like, wrapped it up and compared it to how she was receiving criticism for some of the, the things she was doing at the time. Where, you know, she was she kind of rolled around in controversy during the earlier days of, like, her pop-pop career. You know, yeah. she, whether it was the meat dress or, or just her whole persona. You know, there was a lot of controversy there. So... She sort of like, from what it sounded like to me, like connected with him on that kind of understanding and then sort of defended him at the time. So in this last week, people have came out at Lady Gaga for that. And now she has since apologized. And I guess it's the drama's kind of over. <laughs> but it was a story. It was, it was some stories for this week after that, that documentary blew up. Yeah. About R. Kelly. Well, I mean, because R. The Kelly whole sucks. Deal was, well, yeah. I mean, look at all the people who worked with Harvey Weinstein for however many years. And, I mean, you can go, if some you find some new information out, you can go back and say something opposite of what you said 10 years ago. <laughs> so. Yeah. Anyways, best performance by an actress in motion picture drama. Did you see The Wife? Uh-uh. I saw bit clips of it, but I haven't seen the whole thing. Well, that would be Glenn Close. She won for that one. I don't even know what that film is. I don't, I don't know. I do notice this scrolling through the nominees. They're all blonde except Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy was nominated. Can You Ever Forgive Me? Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I haven't seen it, but I saw her on um, uh, like an actors on actors thing. And it looked cool. 
she looked like she did a good job. It's pretty, from what I understand, to have like a drama drama. So, I just I'm apparently I'm so out of the loop because I have not seen hardly any of those. Like in that category, you had Rosamund Pike for Private War. Didn't see that. Melissa that. McCarthy for Can You Forgive Me? Never heard of it. Nicole Kidman for Destroyer. Now that. That one sounds familiar. Maybe you'd seen it. I haven't seen it, but the whole Nicole Kidman's transformation for that role, just from like the pictures I've seen of that, amazing. See, I don't even know what it is. Like she come, they come, like she just looks like shit. And, I mean, it's good, but. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because uh, I'm pretty sure it has to deal with like her character's like life and mental state, but. Hmm. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I feel so weird. Like normally, I have like an inkling of understanding for all these films, but this year I've just like missed. What are the other ones? For uh, best actress, mm-hmm. let me scroll back up. So that wasn't a drama. It was Glenn Close, The Life, Lady Gaga, and A Star Is Born, Nicole Kidman, Destroyer, Melissa McCarthy, Can You Forgive Me, and Rosamund Pike for A Private War. I saw one of those, and that was Star A Star Is Born, of course. Well, I thought Lady Gaga was excellent in So then we get to Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. We have Green Book, Vice, Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, and Mary Poppins Returns. Did you see any of those? Um, Vice. That you haven't seen Green Book? Not yet. Well, that's who Not won. the whole thing. Oh, you've seen parts of it? or like? Mm-hmm. I've seen bits of it. but And just scenes online? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, from work. But... So there's that. And then we get to the Best Motion Picture Drama. Which is Bohemian Rhapsody. I know that one. <laughs> you know that one. That beat out Black Panther, Black Klansman, If Bill Street Could Talk, and A Star Is Born. I haven't, well, to, in my opinion, it's pretty close up there to A Star Is Born. I did think it was a little better than Black Klansman, but, um, I mean, just because the production of it, but, um... The other ones I haven't seen, so I don't know. Well, Black Panther seems pretty entertaining. Of course, I, you know, I'm on my like, Disney Oh, well, I embargo. did see Black Panther, but I'm not going to disclose. You watched the full thing? Yeah. Okay. I just, like, I understand why that movie is important, and I'm totally on board with the importance of that film, but I just didn't think the storyline was very good. Well, what are you going to do when you're <laughs> a Disney property, uh, you know, under the Marvel umbrella, and you're trying to just link up to a larger universe all the time? It's kind of hard to stand alone. Yeah. That's really like, you know, I look at it and I, th- I think about what they can do to remain independent in, in, in that universe. And like, they kind of, I don't know, I guess the identity politics of that movie was all they could do to stand alone. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with that. But I really haven't seen enough of it to know if it's even like a great movie. But I think it'll be remembered more so than a lot of the but, other Marvel films will yeah. from the last like four years. I just, I'm not really on board with the whole superhero type of thing anyways. It's not really my flavor, but... Um, well, that one's bigger than that. I mean, yeah, but it's still like the same kind of premise as all the other ones. It's just, they're like there and they have their thing and then they start fighting and then they're against each other and then somebody's going to get killed and then they come back and save the day. It's the same kind of storyline as all story. the rest of the superhero movies. It's Greek drama. I don't know. I really want to see if Bill Street could talk. I do want to see that. I've said that probably 15 times in 15 minutes. That way I just can complain about Bohemian Rhapsody winning. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I think the year Moonlight came out, it was my favorite film. 
Cause that was up against La La Land, and no. Yeah, it, it blew La La. I liked, I loved La La Land yeah. when it came out, but La La Land was up there until I saw Moonlight, and then immediately watched Moonlight again because he, it was so tasteful. It was just no. It was excellent. No. All right. Well, that kind of goes through. I would say the big. Well, we can talk about some TV a little bit because I have seen some good TV. Oh, I can't talk about any TV. Marvelous Miss Maisel, though. Rachel Bronson. Is that how you say her name? Rachel. I don't know. Brosnahan. I'm not really sure. I'm sorry if I'm butchering her name. But <laughs> she is. That show is so good. Like, it's like about this woman in the 50s who like gets into stand-up comedy. And it's just brilliant. She's excellent in it. Is there only one season of it right There's now? There's two. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I really like that a lot. I can't I talk. like the yeah, second this. season just came out this past December, and I like immediately watched the whole thing. <laughs> just like couldn't couldn't stop. It's so good. Is this like a 10-episode season, or is it? Yeah. Okay, so it's not one of those stupid 23-episode. No. Like, it's an Amazon show, so local, it's short. Local yeah. TV series. Okay. Those are the annoying ones. Wow. Best performance by an actor in a television series, musical or comedy. Sacha Baron Cohen was nominated for Who is America? Yeah. That's crazy. Donald Glover for Atlanta. And Ben... Uh, and Jim Carrey for Kidding. Was he even there? I don't even know. <laughs> and then Bill Hader for Barry. Was Jim Carrey in Kidding? No, was he at the Golden Globes? Because I feel like those kind of aren't his thing anymore. I don't know. Patricia Clarkson won for um, Sharp Objects, and she did really good in that, I thought. Who was she? The mother. Oh, okay, okay. I did watch that. You watched it? We watched my... Uh, my partner watched it, and she... She watched the full thing, and my my computer setup's right there next to her, like, sort of TV-watching setup. So it was... I mean, I I practically absorbed all yeah. of it. If I was sitting there, like, reading, or... Because I'll just read while she's watching stuff sometimes. So, if I'm reading, I'll kind of pick up on it and hear it. So, I, I followed it through pretty much to the end. Yeah. Even though I didn't watch, watch. It's an intense subject. Like, the storyline's kind of intense, in my opinion. But I did figure out the ending, like, in the third episode. Even though it's still... <laughs> it's, like, it's just another take on, like, a dead body. Well, this goes... Investigation. There's more in- there's, There's more, more there to it than that, but but it's just like that's I don't know I'm just I'm almost like growing impatient with films that start that way. Like I like the Mindhunter, but it's still just like yeah we're solving a case. That's the inciting incident. Someone's dead. We need to figure it out. Well, Mindhunter they they don't start out solving a case. Or I don't think somebody's murdered like dead. They are. They um, were researching to they're, understand. They're, re- they're trying to figure out serial killers' thought processes. Uh, and like categorize it because it's basically about how the BAE, the behavioral analysis became a thing in the FBI. Yeah. Even though after a while it just becomes like showcasing serial killers. Well, I mean that's the whole point of the story. That's why <laughs> that's why it's there. <laughs> I guess. Hopefully we'll see a season two this year. Um, Jason Bateman was also nominated for Ozark. But the guy that's in Mindhunter, Jonathan McGrath, is that it? Or is the main 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 actor? Yeah. He is a Broadway star. He looks like a Broadway star. And I'm just I was kind of impressed cuz that's like completely different. <laughs> that role that character is completely different from like a Broadway musical type of thing. Um 
in a way, I saw it. I kind of he has traits to him in that show that made me think he was a stage actor. I didn't know he was Broadway until he said so, but he he had the build for it, and he had a physicality to his role that seemed. It looked very muted, mm-hmm. like David Fincher. Like David Fincher tried to mute it, and whoever whoever else helped direct that series. But at the same time, it felt. I don't know. It felt like there was a strong physical part of his performance there, and like that's something you have to have in theater. Yeah. So I I picked up on it, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. Also, we've we've talked about the Golden Globes for thirty minutes, so we need to go on and focus on uh, to the other stuff before we wrap this episode right. down. <laughs> Well, what other stuff do you want to talk about? Um, we were going to talk about 2018. We were going to talk about the new format, uh, show ideas, and mm-hmm. that was it. Yeah. I think that was the goal and any kind of like, what do we want to do for the year? Right? Yeah. And then complain about New Year's resolutions. Oh, yeah. Because we have to end every show with a complaint. <laughs> sure. So you I'm start. upset because the government shut down still. This oh, is yeah. day 20, I believe. Well, didn't they just pass something to where they're like allowing people to file taxes now or something? I don't know. You could you could file them, but you couldn't receive them. Yeah. That's so, so I don't know, but I know two people have now died in national parks because they're they're open because no one's preventing people from coming in because all of those workers they're are, just they're non-essential, so they're not even furloughed. And so now two people have died in national parks. They are overflowing with trash yeah parts of nature are sort of getting destroyed it looks pretty rough tsa agents are calling out of work because they're not being paid so they're not showing up so the security of our airplanes are now more at risk the lines are going to be slower so i don't know it's i'm I'm grumpy about it yeah personally. i'm pretty grumpy about it too uh i mean it it also affects your family more personally than mine so yeah uh, but um, the whole trash thing that is upsetting. But people also can clean need to clean their own shit up. <laughs> well, people need to take control. Like for yeah. instance, I'm seeing photos and photos and photos and photos and photos of overflowing trash cans. Mm-hmm. Well, look, if you're in the parks, you, I, I would find it, unless you're under the age of like 12, I would find it very hard to believe that you are not aware that the government is shut down and there are not employees there to help maintain the space. Yeah. In this time. So don't contribute more trash, mm-hmm. right? Like take it someplace else and throw it away. Yeah, take, take it to Walmart. Like they're still being paid minimum wage to take those trash cans out. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's 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 the whole thing kind of irks me in a weird sort of way because people aren't helping the situation. The whole reason why it shut down irks me, but yeah, and and there's no need to go in this for thirty minutes, but. No. But it, it is happening. We are in the midst of it right now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that will be resolved soon, but yeah. we don't know. But as far as like show goals go, we're working on some new things. We want to do some new segment type of things. So if you have any ideas or anything that you would like to see on here, please let us know. Yeah. So we're thinking about going back to potentially a multi-camp setup. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We'll see. Um, the idea would be that instead of having one camera like we have it now where it's raw and unedited, we would have a second camera or a second and third camera and film a couple singles. That way the show could be edited and maybe flow a little better, but we still would uh, refuse to change 
the dialogue and yeah. it would be more of a multi-cam cut and less of a of an edit we kind of did it like that in in the beginning but we're thinking about changing that and then to deal with the constraints in that ballpark presented by certain cameras that we would have access to we would also change the format of the show from like a random 30 40 minute long piece to maybe two 15 minute pieces yeah. that were stitched together in the middle with an additional sort of segment there in yeah. the middle like an intermission type of like thing. An, we're gonna have an intermission <laughs> with an overture we're gonna have an intermission games we're gonna have a jazz ensemble <laughs> um but we're hopefully we can plan those out so if anyone has any um Mm-hmm. ideas to offer there throw them down in the comments we'd love to hear them because we do want to develop the show for how you guys enjoy yeah. it also since we are very open like conversation and collaborative people um if you have any like type of guest or you are somebody who wants to come on here and talk to us um just please dm us or email us or whatever yeah do whatever you got to do mm-hmm. reach out um we're interested and i'm going to kind of keep rolling with that we are also going to change our guest structure this year for the last seven months that we've been doing this our guest structure has been fairly disorganized and it's been almost with the intention of getting a guest on every single week which eventually you do run you start to run into brick walls because you're scheduling someone new every week and maybe you don't know them and that could hurt a conversation just a bit when you're more unfamiliar with with guests yeah so we're going to organize it more now to guest every other week mm-hmm. um, and we're going to try to maintain that schedule where we know which weeks have a guest and which weeks don't have a guest six yeah. months out so we can schedule them a little more easier and and hopefully improve the content and have better interviews when we do have guests on yeah and sort of not waste their time as well as our time in, in the process yeah cool so is there anything else we want to do Mm-mm. for 2019 Any resolution oh 20 uh, <laughs> i mean we're just working on for the show was the format and like the marketing and stuff and like guests and everything. Um, those are like the main goals, really. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna be able to touch my toes by the end of the year. Is that a personal goal you have? It's a personal goal and a goal. For, it's, some yoga? <laughs> it's a goal for the show. <laughs> to be able to. T- okay, so you're gonna have to do it on here. Yeah, if if I can make it there, I don't know, but I want to try. Last year I, I started too late in the year for it to be any kind of resolution. I don't even like resolutions personally. But like you can start a resolution every day. That's what I'm saying. Like, so why have a New Year's resolution? Like, it could be my New Year's resolution. Why does it have March. to be New Year's to change your life? Yeah, like. it's so arbitrary. But <laughs> I want to, um, I want to try to get there to be able to touch my toes by the end of the year, mm. possibly. Last year I made a lot of progress on it, but I'm still not there. I'm still a long ways away because I was that. I don't even work <laughs> unflexible. out. Unflexible. Touch my toes. Come huh? On. What? I'm, not I'm just extremely unflexible. I could get to my knees. <laughs> That's how bad it was. If I did my best and hardest, I could touch my knees if I was trying to touch my toes. So um, I'm, I'm much farther past that now, but I still have a long way to go. Okay. So 2019, I'm going to touch my toes. Mm-hmm. Finally, for the first time in my life. I have a lot of personal goals this year, but an extensive list I'd ha- I have. Hey, that sounded like Yoda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the ones we can talk about on here, which I'm really okay talking about any of them, but... To, time-wise i am doing this thing where i'm like reading a new book every month yeah for six months and then the following six months i'm gonna do two books a month so this month i'm reading a man called ove by uh frederick he's a swedish author is it pronounced o it's not ov or ove oh um i don't know i've just been saying ove well do you enjoy it 
Yeah. I really think you would like it too because this guy. I've the, heard of it. The main character is just, I feel like he would really, he's like an, basically an angry old man. <laughs> oh, and I like, I like, I like anger. <laughs> like his so comments and like eat his. Eat grapefruit and drink black coffee on his porch and His comments and like sarcasm and stuff. I really think you would enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I've I'm, I've heard of the book, but I haven't read it. There's a movie too. It's on Amazon. Maybe that's what I've seen was the movie poster then. But I just want to read the book before I see the movie. Yeah. It does have some pretty sad parts in it though, but it's good. I like it. Well, I'll check it out. He has another like I I think I'm gonna wind up really liking this author because he has another book called um, My Grandma Wanted Me to Tell You She's Sorry, and it sounds pretty good. It's like a road trip. From what I've read about it, it's like a road trip story. Hmm. Uh, I wonder what the grandma did. Oh, well. I don't know. Oh, well. I'll find out. Interesting. The book. <laughs> so the, the link to this book, of course, will be in the description if anyone wants to mm-hmm. help support the show and pick it up from Amazon. Of course, we're trying to promote reading. I'm also just finished up a book this week because I got a ton of books for, for Christmas. And it was about prison abolition, mm-hmm. which is the most... Like a current time? It was written in like 2002, 2003. Oh, okay. So it was from Angela Davis, who's from Birmingham, Alabama, and she's she's an activist and an abolitionist of prisons. So she doesn't want to reform prisons; she wants to get rid of prisons, uh, interesting, and change that whole structure. Mm-hmm. But now I think she's a teacher at like uh, UCLA or or USC or something in California. She's a professor out there now. But yeah, she she published this book in two thousand two, and I was gifted it for Christmas, and I finished it up. It's good. It's good. It's interesting. It's uh, not very good on the solutions in terms of Yeah, it. that's why I'm like, how, what's the solution to getting rid of prison? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a 116-page book, and the first 105 pages are devoted towards the critique of uh, the prison industrial complex. Mm. So it's a big critique of it, and organized very well, and very well written, very well researched. But then when you get to the solution of well, if we abolish prison, what do we replace it with? Her big solution is, don't look at it in terms of prisons. Look at it in terms of the complex. How do we replace the complex? And it kind of ends there. It doesn't provide the solution. It just sort of says, I'm just asking a question. And that was what disappointed me. I would have liked her to put all that critical thought she put into the rest of the book into a more comprehensive solution. So it felt like it didn't have a good ending there. But, you know, that's a tough... Tough question to answer, so yeah, I'm not gonna put put that on her, but it's good. So if anyone would like to check out my book or your book, they'll be in the description. Cool. And that's it. I don't know what else we have to talk about this week other than that. I mean, we've went over our time. Yeah, I mean, that's fine with me. <laughs> All right, word. Well, next week we'll have another guest on, and we'll be back to see you guys then. So right. see ya. See ya. If you have any comments, concerns, questions, weird stuff, superficial statements, throw them in the description. Just don't be negative. If you have negative comments, throw them down there too. And we'll delete them. (laughs) There's a line, don't cross it. Don't be douchebag. Well, yeah. Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. See ya.